you already know who it is. Once you hear that illustrious sound of Heavy D and the Boys, you are now inside another episode of the Back to Class Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ray, a.k.a. The Electric Pill. I want to thank you all again for joining us. Make sure you hit that favorite tab so that you know whenever we post. And if you like the content, you want to hear more content, and you want to, you know, support the boys a little bit, hit that support tab, slide a couple dollars. We appreciate every, every bit of it. Now, it is clearly holiday season! That was my attempt at doing the DJ holiday, holiday season drop. Uh, it didn't really go over as planned. Uh, when I was younger, I used to think that DJ Holiday and DJ Drama were the same person just because they sounded similar to my untrained ears, but clearly they are not the same person. They are different people. Uh, I hope everybody had a, a, a an illustrious Thanksgiving. I hope everybody ate good. I don't know if it's just me because I wasn't on social media or maybe we've just outgrown uh, this trend of taking pictures of our Thanksgiving plates. Like, we're all eating the exact same thing. Minus uh, some chitlins, uh, a casserole, or potato, you know, uh, mashed potatoes. We are, we're all eating the same thing. We don't have to flood the timeline of your third plate of yams, greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. And so, <clears throat> hope everybody had a good time. I'm, uh, I tweeted out that if you and your cousins didn't sing old, uh, old school tunes, then your Thanksgiving is whack. And I stand by that. Because if y'all can't get together and sing classic hits from the Temptations, the OJs, and Johnny Taylor, then why are y'all getting together? Because that's the that's real classic soul music that your mama and your grandparents grew up on, and that's you know that birthed the music of today. That I my be music of today, I mean the stuff before bubble rap, and maybe some of the bubble or no, because bubble rappers don't know nothing. They don't go back and do any research. They don't care about what came out before them. They're just not into it. Now, I'm not trying to diss them because some, like, uh, I would say Juice World. Juice World was influenced by Kanye's uh, 808 Heartbreak. You know, that was his big influence. But when I'm talking about, like, stuff that came out early 2000s, 90s, 80s, like the originators of hip-hop, um, if you haven't, you know, got the opportunity to go watch Hip Hop Evolutions on Netflix. It's uh season two is over, but it uh it it, it, t- it takes you on a journey from where it started in the Bronx, Brooklyn area, uh up until I think it's now, but like uh the the one the, the season two uh takes a look down south. It talks about Uncle Luke and how uh. Luke was pivotal in the in the continuation of hip hop and free speech. Excuse me. Those who don't know, Luke was a DJ, party promoter back in the day, and he found these dudes out in Cali. Uh, who I don't know, I don't remember their initial name, but they would later become the two live crew. And it's three dudes who are rapping, and they just kind of you know had this you know raunchy rap, uh, uh, persona, and then they weren't really hit like they were supposed to. So Luke was like, you know what? Let me join the group. Let me add that Miami base to it. You know, let's let's really kick it off. And they uh, once Luke joined the group, they just shot off. And so everybody knows Two Live Crew. You know, Hoochie Mama, Me So Horny, uh, Pop That Thing, that kind of stuff. Well, at the time, uh, his mu- the music they were making was deemed inappropriate, unsuitable for ears, uh, lewd. It was you know the the. General populace hated it, you know, especially, you know, blue-collar white people. They hated the music 
because it was so inappropriate to them. And so they actually tried to get their music banned, and, you know, from radio stations and from record stores. Well, obviously Luke was like, no, nah, I'm not having that because, you know, it's free speech, you know. You know, ban these other artists, you know, doing their music. Why are you gonna try and ban mine? And so Luke went, you know, and fought it in the in the in the federal courts, and luckily he won. And you know, because of his music, we have the uh, explicit content logo on it. And really, you know, if you think about it, uh, like they they talk about it in the Hip Hop Evolutions uh, series, Luke wasn't just fighting for his music; he was fighting for all hip hop music because. If you start, if you censor, uh, Luke when he's just talking about sex, they go then start censoring, uh, rappers when talking about drugs, violence, you know, gang related stuff. Just when they start talking about our lives, basically, and so Luke was just he was fighting for the entirety of hip hop without even realizing it. I mean, he realized it later, but like, uh, once you realize it, that he was fighting for the entirety of hip hop and for music in general because now every uh. Every album basically has, you know, explicit content on it. And I was telling my homeboy, uh, Scotty, about it. Scotty has a podcast called 15 Rounds of Boxing. Uh, y'all should check it out. Uh, especially if you watch the boxing matches this weekend. I'm going to get into it, but he has real good analysis about boxing. But uh, he was, uh, I was talking to him about it. He was like, he really should have patented, got a patent on the, uh, on the logo. And I was like, I mean, maybe he should have. But... Had he got the uh, had he came up had he come up with the idea before the lawsuit, I think it would have been he could have got a patent for it and uh, you know, made some money off of it. But I think the explicit content logo was a result of the lawsuit, and so you know, it was just you know, healthy conversation between us. Also, fun fact: the reason we have ESRB ratings on video games is because of Mortal Kombat and this little game called Pete's Adventure. Pizza Adventure was a little 2D game. Uh, it's kind of like an Indiana Jones uh, puzzle game. And Pete was on a journey for the booty. You know, booty is what you call the treasure in pirate, in pirate language. But in this in, in this aspect, he was actually on the hunt for a booty. Uh, at the end of the game, I think you, he, he, he gets some pixelated woman. And he found his treasure. I only know that because I had to do a research paper back when I was in high school on the effects of video game violence in teenagers, so I had to look up uh, different stats on on video game violence and, you know, content and all that kind of stuff, and uh, long story short, it, it's not the video games that cause um, students to act violent, it's a combination of the home life, their mental health, and... How, 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 you know, in, in each individual, like, uh, a person who grows up in a two-parent household is just as likely to go shoot up a school after playing Grand Theft Auto as a person who grows up in a drug-infested household. It just depends on the person and their environment and how they develop as an individual. Like, uh, I remember when the Virginia Tech shooting happened, they tried to blame it on video games. It's like he never owned a video game console. And so, I'm not going to, like, dwell on that. That's just, you know, a tangent from uh, the Uncle Luke stuff. But back on to, uh, you know, hip-hop, not, not doing his roots or whatever. I was watching an interview with uh, Soulja Boy over at Adam-22's uh, No Jumper. And 
We got for for one, I didn't know Soulja Boy was really still making music. Like I'll be honest with you, I had I had to really check for a Soulja Boy song in many many years. Uh, I felt bad because Soulja Boy really could have ridden the wave of snap, uh, catchy you know hook you know basic melodic rap. He could have really ridden that wave, but for whatever reason, he had tried to catch one with trying to go you know hood you know. He, you know, kind of, he kept, he kept trying to be soldier from the block, as uh, per se. And so, I mean, to me, had he stayed in the lane of speakers going hammer and pretty boy swag, I think he would be more successful now than when, it, and then when he decided to become, you know, young Draco. And so, uh, he was on uh, the podcast talking about his new, his new mixtape, new uh, song called Hit My Line or whatever. And he was talking about how, um, uh, he, he he talked about how uh, he had like a lot of artists that had tried to sign with him, or he was trying to get uh trying to get signed to him. So he was like Chief Keef, Lil B, Riff Raff, uh, Sauce Walker, uh, I think Hood Pablo Juan. Like it was a lot. Like a lot of the the hood dudes that are popping now. I think even Amigos at one point was was rocking with Soldier Boy. Uh, a lot of them. Uh, Soulja Boy was trying to sign or trying to get to SODMG and for whatever reason you know, things didn't come through and I think what it was like I think uh, South Walker said uh, he looked up Soulja Boy's work 60 million all he wanted was a million you know to sign and Soulja Boy was like I mean I can't just give you a million off rip you gotta grind for it so I think Soulja tried to sign up for like a hundred thousand or whatever was gonna like get him to grind for the rest of it but my thing with Adam, my, Adam kind of coddled the interview a little bit. Like he could tell, Soldier Boy was really high. It wasn't really in an answer a question mood. Like as an interviewer, uh, you know, you, you try to make the artist or the person you're talking to as comfortable as possible, so that they answer, you know, as many questions as they want or as they need to. But a lot of times, it depends on uh, the artist, the artist themselves. And Soulja Boy really just wasn't being as talkative as you would want somebody to be. Like, he interviewed, uh, let me see. Who did he do an interview with the other day? Draw the blank here. He did an interview the other day with uh, Gina Valentine. That's her name. There we go. Gina Valentina, my man. Gina Valentina, who's a, uh, an adult actress. He did an interview with her, and she was just full of energy talking, they were laughing, they were having a good time. Now, maybe it's because they're close friends or whatever, but the energy from that interview as opposed to the interview with Soldier, even the interview, the energy with uh, Snow the Product, which is, it was completely different. And so, Adam Camp in a buck, you know, he asked him about the hood situation where Soldier went out there, kind of got jumped, and Soldier just kind of, uh, kind of shrugged it off. He's like, I'm still good, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm Soldier. Yeah, I'm good in the hood. And uh, he asked him about the Soldier Boy Challenge. You know, he said at first he was mad because folks were making fun of uh, a real situation. And then he was like, well, you know, a year later I was able to laugh at it because, you know, it was cool. And uh, for whatever reason, you know, Joe Budden always gets brought up in, like, the weirdest conversation. Joe is just, it's weird. Joe is now this phenomenon of uh, let's bring him up in any random conversation. Because he got, he, uh, Adam brought up, you know, because Joe popped off the Soldier Boy Challenge, per se. 
by doing it first, or was one of the first big people to do it. And uh, the one thing I wish that they had asked about, that the Adam had asked someone about, where's Jabbar and A-Rap? What happened to him? Because at first the three of them were inseparable, then you looked up and neither one of them is there. Because I was, I was, I was waiting for him to pass it to A-Rap so he could crank it up for sure. What happened? Nothing happened. But it's okay. It's whatever. Uh, speaking of other rappers who you, you just kind of you you're worried about what's going on with him. Takashi, as y'all know, is 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 facing a lot of time in jail right now. Your, your boy is about to get. Uh, I think they tried to give him twenty five to life for racketeering and all that, and the you know all that kind of stuff. And I don't know anything about the case. I don't know who's doing what or who was with who. But all I can say is, y'all gotta relax. Or the or the social media thugging like you you can't be a Twitter thug and an Instagram gold, you know your entire career, and then when the, when things hit the fan, you want to start you know switching up. Or you talk about all oh, it was just jokes. I'm not really about that life, you know, because they are watching, like they have been watching ever since they've been watching social media ever since Project X came out, if not prior to that, because. That's that's the the internet is the new street, and that that sounds whack to say, but I mean it's not really people it's not really people walking up and down the street right now just you know holding their guns and you know flexing that you know you know their their drugs you know doing all they they not really in the streets doing the street life they doing it on the ground for you know so that the world can see it, and that's that's more hazardous than anything because now there's a there's a timestamp. There's a a digital footprint that's there forever. Because once you do it online, it's there forever. And everybody makes mistakes online. We're not, you know, no one is uh no one is no one is safe from the internet. But you know, you would hope that you don't make a mistake as serious as, you know, you know, throwing up that gang life and having to deal with the consequences of it. But, you know, prayers to him and his family, you know, Whatever happens, happens, you know, Lord willing. Now, earlier you heard me mention uh, boxing. And over the weekend, they had the great, you know, the heavyweight fight that everybody's been waiting for. You had Tyson Fury versus the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder. And let me tell you, I was, I'm not going to sit up and act like I was, you know, super excited about the fight. Uh, I had actually had, um, I was just kind of, my own world was like, yo, they got the fight showing at B-dubs, let's go up there and watch it. I was like, I bet, let's go. And uh, so we went, and I don't watch boxing, I'm not that big into boxing. Uh, just, whatever reason, I just had like, sat down to watch, watch boxing. But it, it was it was a good card. I enjoyed every fight. Uh, Hanks, the first fight was uh, Joe Joyce. I'm saying his name right. It was Joyce and Hanks. And initially, I had picked Hanks to win just because he had the, the, the records, the records. What is the words I am looking for? He had the experience. There it is. He had the experience. He had fought longer, you know, all that kind of stuff. But Joyce was like six and zero, seven and zero, but was bigger. That's why I really should put money on. I didn't really put no money out there, but like, that's why I really should. I, I should have like you know put my prediction on. Because Joyce got out there and put in work. 
knocked that boy Hanks out in two and a half, two and a half minutes. So I was happy with that one. Uh, then it was Ortiz and somebody, and I knew Ortiz was gonna win because I could just see it in his face. He was more dedicated to the fight. Uh, Ortiz, you know, went in there, put in work. Swift and Russell uh, was a fight. I did. Uh, I, I I put it on Swift to win. But the way the fight was going, it looked like Russell was going to win. I feel like the judge stopped the fight a little too quickly on that one. I feel like, you know, they wanted Swift to keep winning. And so they stopped it. But I think Russell might have had a little more gas in the tank. Now, let's go get to the, you know, to the to the meat and potatoes of the, uh, of the night with Deontay Wilder and Fury. And, you know, they were both coming out fighting for uh, their people, you know, uh, Fury was like, my people were enslaved for 200, and, you know, my people were fighting for 200 years, and Fury said, we've been fighting for 400 years, you know, all that kind of stuff, and, you know, the way Wilder came out, I was like, yo, all these theatrics, he has to win, like, my man had a live performance with the band, he had J-Rock walking him out, he had the Wakanda fur, and the gold mask, and the, and, and the, and the crown, like, I was like, yo, my man, all this, you have to win. Like this was this was a production in itself. That was fifteen minutes of the fight, just him getting to the ring. And so when he actually got in the ring, and you know they started going at it or whatever, it looked it looked kind of one sided. Like Fury was getting in some good hits, and I was frustrated as just as a fan or as any person watching the fight to see Deontay kind of being. One track mind. He like he just kept on the left and he kept on the left. And I'm like, fam, if you would just throw that right, just just slide that right in a few times, you'd win the fight. Because Fury was, you know, being disrespectful, putting his hands down, shimmy it, uh, you know, playing games and Wilder just he didn't capitalize on it. Am I am I am I uh in my opinion? I don't know why I keep losing words. At my expense and <clears throat> I'm not sure why I keep losing my words, but uh, he didn't capitalize on it. Like uh, he he Wilder uh, knocked Fury down in the sixth, and in the I think he knocked him down again down. He knocked him again again down in the twelfth. But to me, on like the at round uh, five, he should have stepped on the gas. After 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 that first knockdown, he really should have laid on the gas and started. You know, really putting them hands in his life, because I think that's when uh, I think that's when he would really would have been able to, you know, win a couple more rounds or whatever. But it came down to a draw, uh, a split decision draw, and for those watching, they say that Fury won because he outboxed Wilder, but because Wilder was able to knock him down, you know, that gives him you know the kind of up the upper hand in that situation. For me, I I want to see the match again. I want to see them go at it again. I want to see a good undercard. Just uh, I'm a like I, I'm like I said uh, earlier. I'm not the biggest fan of boxing, but I'm a fan. I like to see you know two people who actually care about the craft going at it. Like I actually like, I uh, I kind of want to see Adrian Broner and Manny Pacquiao mainly because Broner a fool. <laughs> like he's like uh just watching that press conference and uh two of them talking about uh. Talking about the fight, and he was like, "I, I, you big, you big mouth uh, reporter, you gonna get knocked out too." 
He got the whole Philippines with him. I can't even spell that. I got the whole hood with me. H-O-O-D. And so, I just want to see that. Because, like, I've never ever seen Broder fight. But, from what I've been told, Broder's not the best fighter. But, I, I feel him on the, uh, on the feeling disrespected about, you know, Manny sitting there talking about fighting Florida again. He's like, wait, I'm right here. Like, how you gonna talk about fighting somebody else and I'm right here? Don't disrespect me like that. I knock you out right here. And why would you fight fight Floyd again when you already lost? And I don't want to see another Floyd fight. I don't want to see Floyd fight now. There another person. Because I, you know, we, I watched the Conor McGregor fight and I wasn't that impressed. I watched I watched him fight Manny Pacquiao. I wasn't that impressed. Uh, and I'm not saying like I'm not impressed because Floyd is a great fighter. Floyd's a phenomenal uh, fighter. I just when I see when I see boxes, I want to see people fight. I want to see punches thrown. I want to see you know a slugger match to an extent, and that's not what that's not what you get when you watch uh, Floyd. You get a lot of dancing, uh, great defense. Like Wilder, uh, not Wilder. Fury had some great defense because whenever Wilder would turn up and try to you know get, you know start throwing combos. Uh, Fury was good with the dodge. He was, you know, he had a good block in, and he just he wasn't hitting them. And so I, it's, it's it's cool to have great defense. I just want to see a slugger match. That that's me. I want to see two people going at it straight. You know, combination, combination, combination. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else I got on my docket. Uh, do I want to explain why we've been gone for a month? It takes time and effort to do a show, and right now I got time, and I'm putting forth the effort. <laughs> That's basically it. Uh, I hate having a, I hate whatever we we do that we go on like hiatuses without explanations. Uh, it just it just kind of happens, you know. We, three three young men, we're the three best friends that anybody can have. No, you know we're just three dudes trying to work together to you know make this show happen, and uh, right now we just gotta do what we gotta do. And so we pre again we appreciate y'all's support. You know those listening and commentating every week. Um, we we appreciate the listeners. I really do. I personally appreciate it, y'all. Beyond beyond a shadow of a doubt. And uh, we're gonna continue to do the show, uh, no matter what it takes by any means necessary. You know we're gonna do this show. You know, it's coming towards the end of the season, end of the season, end of the year, and uh. 2019, we're going to be better. We're going to be better next week. And we definitely are, you know, we're going to step it up for 2019. Uh, with that being said, that's all, that's all I got for today's episode. I appreciate y'all uh, listening, watching. I appreciate y'all listening again. Make sure that y'all uh, follow. I'll put all the description in, in, in the, uh, I'll put all the, the, the handles in the description. Uh, you can hit me personally at The Electric Field, T-H-A-E-L-E. T-T-R-I-C-F-E-E-L on all social media platforms. Uh, That's it for today, y'all. I appreciate it. Peace.